You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Come on, Dick. You don't like this song, man? This is awesome. I give it to you. Thank you. Thank you. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jake from Sports Talk. I've got my khakis on, and I'm ready to go. How's everybody doing out there this afternoon? Welcome to the newest show here on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. It is Jake from Sports Talk. And I'm glad to be the newest show. I'm so excited to get this started. I've been, you know, hounding Dick to get this thing going for a while now. And if you're listening and you're thinking, who is that sexy voice that sounds so familiar? Yes, I am Jake the Engineer through the rest of the Talk Block segments. But for this wonderful hour, every Wednesday from 1 to 2, I am Jake from Sports Talk. And the the funny thing about the whole name and, and situation and everything is even on my first day here, I introduced myself to Dick, and Dick goes, oh, like Jake from, you know, State Farm. And I said, no, no, not like Jake from State Farm. I, I cannot stand that name. It frustrates the heck out of me. But you know what? I embrace it, and I am Jake from Sports Talk. So that's awesome. I am um, I'm from Sam Houston State University. I've got a sports background there. I worked uh, at the radio station up there and did uh, some play-by-play for their football, baseball, and basketball programs there as well. So I do have a little bit of knowledge and background in the sports industry. Uh, so, you know, trust me, believe me, hate me, whatever you want. Just listen. I don't care. And you can listen here on 104.5, 106.1. Or, as Dick said in the intro, uh, we we will have uh, YouTube, SoundCloud, podcasts, Google Play, um, Facebook, all that good stuff up and ready for this show for you guys to consume, consume the show and everything like that. So... Enough of the intro nonsense. Let's get on over to the actual show itself. So how this show is going to kind of work out, we're going to start out this first segment. It's going to always be a little um, a short, brief intro into what has happened since the last time we talked. So every Wednesday, you're going to hear me from one to two, and, and I'll just do a quick brief what has happened in the last week. And obviously, if you've been paying attention to the sports world, the two major incidents have been the NBA Finals wrapping up and the NHL Finals wrapping up and taking us into the official dog days of summer with nothing but baseball. Lots of, lots of baseball. Very long and interesting baseball. No, 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 I love, I love me some baseball. But, yeah, so the NBA Finals wrapped up. Warriors won game five. Wasn't much of a series. LeBron and... The NBA altogether, you know, pitched in for a collusion and game four win in uh, Cleveland, but it didn't really matter. It would, it was, it was a mute point because of how dominant this team is. And we're going to talk a little bit later about, you know, what this means for the NBA, and we're going to, you know, dive into that a little bit. But yeah, it wasn't a very thrilling series. It wasn't a a very thrilling series or season either. You know, the, the the entire NBA playoffs. And the entire NBA season, we all knew who were who was going to be in the finals, and um, and we were looking so much forward to this. We built it up. You had 
NBA analysts joking around saying that, you know, hey, look, this is the actual start of the NBA season once the final started, and it didn't live up to expectations, and it was it was terrible. It was an awful product, and we're going to talk about what the NBA is going to face over the next three to four to five years and the problems that, that this sort of lack of talent league-wide is going to you know propose for the league. So, And then, as I said, you got Pittsburgh winning uh, the uh, NHL Finals in six games uh, over Nashville. That was just a fun series altogether. It was fun to watch uh, the 16th overall seed, the lowest seed of the entire NHL playoffs, go through uh, sweep in round one, took it to, I believe, six games in round two and one, and then in round three, they won six games as well. And so then to make it all the way to the NHL finals, this little old team from Nashville, just the, the little engine that could, you know, that, that could fight up that hill. So that was, it was a real entertaining series. It, unfortunately, Pittsburgh just, they were the better team. And as much as I can't stand Sidney Crosby, they, I mean, they were superior in just about every fashion. So it was, it was not a, uh, it was not the outcome I wanted. I really wanted Nashville to win. But it was a fun series. It was much better than watching the NBA Finals. So it was at least somewhat competitive. Um, Nashville gave them Nashville gave them a fight at home. But those, uh, I think that 6-0 loss in Game in game 5 really just took the wind out of Nashville's sails. And it, it kind of left them, left them out to dry. So unfortunately, we're, um, we're, we're now in, we're finished with... Uh, with the NHL and we're finished with the NBA and we have basically three months until football starts. So we are in the summer hole where if you're a sports fan, you're scrapping for anything and everything that you can get that's related to Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or whatever gossip is going on with LeBron James and when he's going to move and, and, all the stupid nonsense that goes on in the sports world because we're so desperate for some sort of entertainment. And, uh, yeah, the, the next major event isn't going to be until the All-Star break for uh, for uh, the MLB, which, yeah, that that's a, a whole other story for a whole other day, too. So, But, all right, Dick, I think, uh, I think we're ready to send it off over to a break now. So uh, stay tuned. Keep listening to Jake from Sports Talk. Here on Lone Star, 10, Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio, broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. I don't know how you guys don't like this song. I'm loving this. I found it on YouTube of the, of the free uh, royalty-free section, and I fell in love immediately. This is this is my jam right here. It doesn't take much for you to fall in love, does it, Jake? Uh, no, it doesn't. I'm I'm an easy easy going guy. So 
Now, yes, you are listening to Jake from Sports Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio 104.5, 106.1 worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Don't forget to tune in later and get the replay on all of our Google Play, SoundCloud, YouTube, my Facebook, and everything like that. You can go to IRLoneStar.com. It'll have all those links and everything like that. And if you ever want to message me or get a hold of me, you can go through Facebook or you can go through my email. Email me at uh, jlafleur 99 at yahoo.com. So it'll all be on the website and everything like that. So you can get in touch with me. Uh, my family has is, is asked me so, several times, Dick, about the uh, call-in factor. When can they call in? How can they call in? I, I keep telling them you, you can't call in. I, first of all, even if you could, I wouldn't allow you to call in because I don't want to deal with your, your ridiculousness. So, And I'm sure they're listening right now, and they're going to you know text me here in a second and give me some crap. But, you know, oh, well. So... As I was talking before in the last segment, uh, a little bit about the NBA and the, the struggle that they're facing right now, um, you know, with the, the current problem, the, the dominance that they uh, are seeing from the Golden State Warriors and how much better they are than just anybody in the rest of the league. And to give you a little, um, a little sample or a little backing on this, Vegas has four teams in the entire NBA that – are under 30 to 1 odds for next year's championships. Only four. Those are the Celtics at 30 to 1, the Spurs at 22 to 1, Cleveland at 8 to 1, and Golden State at 2 to 1. You're, you're saying, well, it's probably like that in all the sports. No, no, no. I think currently for the uh, NFL, there's, I think, 18, 18 or 19 teams that are under 30 to 1 to win the championship this upcoming year. I mean, and you're looking at like the Wizards. The Wizards, the Wizards were right there, and they were a part of you know they were one that they considered to be eligible to beat Cleveland in the uh, Eastern Conference. But they're like sixty to one, I think, in odds for Vegas to win next year. So this is a problem that the NBA really has to, and there's not much they can do about it, unfortunately, because the free agency market that's coming up in this off season. The, the drafts that's going to occur, I mean, the Lakers are going to get LeVar Ball, and that's great, but the Lakers are, you know, multiple pieces away from a championship, and it's going to take a whole lot for them to get up back to that competitive level. The Celtics, they've got a, a you know, a hole in the middle, essentially at the point guard position with Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, he's a great player. He's got a ton of heart, but when it comes down to the, the, the basic facts of it, he's too small for the NBA. I mean, it's just too little to be the point guard and to be your number one player. So, I mean, and those are your traditional powerhouses. You got Chicago with Dwayne Wade going into the free agency, and he's not what, you know, they thought he was going to be. Even if he returns, it's not somebody that, you know, is going to make a difference. Rondo is there. It's not going to make a difference. You're going to see the entire Clippers probably Disassemble or dis, you know, disassemble this entire offseason. Um, and so that leads you into the free agency market of who you can go pick up. Well, Russell Westbrook's already, already off the market. Uh, San, or, sorry, uh, Oklahoma secured him up. Paul George. If, if Cleveland picks up Paul George, is that really going to make a difference? No. No. And they're not going to be able to keep love if they do that. Uh, Blake Griffin. If, if Cleveland picks up Blake Griffin, again, they're not going to be able to keep Love, and uh, arguably Blake Griffin's not as good as Love, you know, depending on who you're coming from. Chris Paul, yeah, so that's a facilitator. They could bring him in, so that they're going to try to fit him in, and he'd basically take Tristan Thompson's place. But 
how are you going to afford to bring him in, pay him what he's going to ask to be paid, and be able to keep the current big three in contact? I mean, what Golden State did with KD and how they restructured all of those big three contracts and how they made it work is rare. And it takes it takes four special guys to say, look, we'll take the pay cut. We'll do it if that means we get to beat LeBron. And unfortunately, I, I don't see LeBron doing that. Not saying that LeBron's selfish or anything, but he is very much empowered the player, and the player should get paid as much as he is worth. And LeBron is worth every – he's worth the max contract. And Golden's, or Cleveland's not going to go into the penalty bonus for a Chris Paul who – yeah, it makes their team a little bit better, but it, does that make them Golden State Warriors good? No, I, I don't think so. And outside of that, outside of those key players, there's nobody left in the NBA that you can say, yeah, if we bring them on a part of Cleveland, yeah, then, then they're gonna, you know, they're gonna be eligible or able to beat Golden State. There's, there's no way it, it's just not gonna happen. So now the NBA has the problem of well, how do we make sure that this lottery draft that we put in place, that we put in, in into a system um, late 1990s, and we did it in order to prevent this sort of situation happening? So how do we make sure that that works? Well, first of all, you can't if you're just bringing in first-year rookie players out of NCAA. It's not going to work that way. They're not coming in. NBA ready, and it's taking them three to four years to, to, to fully develop and to turn into quality NBA players. I mean, even Steph, look at Curry. I mean, he he blew up on the scene. He came into the NBA. Nobody knew who he was. He had, you know, very little following. And all of a sudden, he blows up on the scene. Everybody, he's making, you know, 43s a game, and he's everybody's number one player. Well, it took him that three or four years to develop into that sort of player. So what the NBA needs to do is they need to they need to go and they need to change that rule and they need to say that that the college players need to stay longer and develop as players longer in the college level under great coaches like Shosevsky or Calipari. Take your pick; they're all over the place. Even the new Ohio State coach that they just got. Um, those guys will develop them into NBA-ready players. I mean, that's what their whole system is built on right now is, is taking in the best players that are the most NBA-ready and turning them into a year process as much of an NBA player as they can. Now, if you put them in that system for two, three, or four years, and I'm not saying that you can't, you can't uh, allow them to, you know, you already have to force them to stay for four full years. No, no. I, I like what what the NCAA baseball does. They they it's you got two options. You're either, you know, you can go pro right away if you're eligible, or if, if NBA or if a MLB team thinks you're good enough, or you have to stay for three years. I like that idea. Um, but if not, then, you know, if they stay for three years, then I guarantee you, you get a better product and you get those sixers who've been in the gutter for how many odd years now uh pistons who have been in the gutters for how many odd years now and the lakers who have been horrible ever since blowing the their all their money on kobe for three four years of injured and terrible kobe and no product out of there so i'm thinking if you if you really want to make a difference here and, and unfortunately for the next three four five years you're stuck with this this is the product that we're going to have 
where it's, okay, two teams are going to make it to the NBA Finals. It's going to be Golden State, and it's going to be Cleveland, and then it's going to be who has the best team that year, and it's probably not going to be the great series that we want every year, and you know we're not going to get the 2016 series where it goes seven games, and LeBron and Irving and um, Tristan Thompson you know put together this you know 3-1 comeback that is just outstanding. No, it's not going to be that every year, and 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 that's what we wanted this year, and it's what we want every year. But it, unfortunately, it's not going to happen because Golden State is that good, and with KD, he is going to be a free agent. But he already said he's going to resign with Golden State, and if he has to take less money than he he's making right now, he has no problem doing that. Uh, he says that he loves working there, and I heck heck more power to him, man. I I, I agree with that. But the NBA has to do something with these college players. They have to make it a better feeding process. If you're not going to have a, a solid minor league system for them to, to go and continue to develop in and make money, then you have to make it a better process to where they are truly developing through the college level. And so that when, when they come into the NBA, those lower ranked teams that are throwing games that are trying to get those, get that lottery pick, they're actually getting something that's worthwhile and not just a waste of their time. So and we're going to come back right after this segment, and we're going to talk about how the famous 1980s Lakers-Celtics battle, how that was kind of similar to what we're seeing right now in the NBA, but how that was a good thing for the NBA, whereas this is a bad thing for the NBA. So stay tuned. Keep listening to Jake from Sports Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out ourlonestar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions. Get seen on TV, YouTube, and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Support your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Yeah, we got the intern Stephanie back there dancing now. She likes the song, I'm telling you. It's good stuff, Nick. It's good stuff. I got a uh, text message during the last segment uh, from, oh, she's trying to make up for it now. My sister-in-law is listening to me, and she says, um, what are you wearing, Jake, from Sports Talk? You sound hideous. And uh, and then she responded with, yes, we can text you in and, and make fun of you. And then as well, she, she follows it up trying to make it all better, saying, you sound great. So proud of you. My family is so weird. <laughs> all right, guys. This is Jake from uh, Sports Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Glad to be on here. Glad to have my first first official day. Enjoying it so far, as far as a show host goes. I've been, I've been here for a while now, and that's why most of you might recognize my voice. I am Jake the Engineer for the other sports, or for the other talk shows, but now I am Jake from Sports Talk, and... Yes, I am wearing my khakis. I am representing. I've got, well, I don't have my red shirt on today, but I need to have my red shirt on. Next time I come in, I'll have my red shirt. So, But before we went to the break, we were talking about the 
struggles that the NBA is currently going through right now and what they can really do to fix it. And that was my sort of scenario, what I think the, the best solution is for this situation. Now, is that something that's going to be followed? No, no. The, the NBA is, is happy with their one-and-done situation, and they like that, and that's, that's good. I think they're going to they're see a struggle from it, but, hey, to each their own. But to talk about a struggle that the NBA went through and has and came out of it due to one rivalry in particular, we have the uh, 1980s rivalry between the uh, Lakers and the Celtics. It's a matchup that everyone has waited for, the classic showdown, the Celtics and the Lakers. We knew without a doubt that we were the better basketball team. We were not going to lose to them damn Lakers. We had no respect for them. None. Zero. Tragic magic. The Celtics call us chokers and fakers and sissies. There's one thing I hate in life. It's the Boston Celtics. That right there, that, that just, that gives me chills every time I, I hear it. I was not, I mean, I'm 23 years old, so obviously I was, this is before my time. I, I never actually lived through the, the Larry Bird and the Magic Celtics-Lakers rivalry, but, um, that, and that credit that video clip to ESPN 30 for 30, um, it was the best of enemies, and it aired parts one and two were last night, part three is tonight, um, and I love those 30 for 30s. They do such a great job with covering the, their topics and stuff, but this 30 for 30 is perf- coming out of the perfect time because the NBA prior to this, not a lot of people, you know, realize this unless you're, you know, a major NBA fan, not a lot of people realize that the Lakers and the Celtics, these two iconic historic programs, they couldn't sell out an arena. They couldn't fill their arena. They they had um, a below a, uh, I believe it below a 40% uh, occupancy through the entire through their entire home uh, games that year prior to the start of this, uh, the official start of this rivalry. And then to, you know, look at all the iconic players, Pat Riley, Bird, Magic, all involved in this rivalry and, and this, this situation. And it really, I don't even want to say it renewed it. It sort of, um, it generated the, the following of, the NBA that we see today, how popular it is, is because of that 1980s rivalry between these two iconic franchises. And and even before this, yeah, they were iconic, you know, they were well-known franchises, but I think this series, again, coming from somebody who's 23 years old and never lived through it, never really got to see the Jordan days or anything like that. But this series and this battle, you know, really made the NBA into what it, it, it was today. And man, it, it it was so brutal back then. It was so, yeah, it was fierce. It was elbows. Literally, there's a there's a video clip of Larry Bird choking out, and I forget which uh, which Laker player it was, but he literally was, he had his entire hand around the guy's throat, and these two teams, I mean, legitimately hated one another, and people loved to watch it. It was so entertaining, and it was so great, and these two teams, it was finals after finals after finals just going at each other one after another after another and you say well Jake what what's what's the difference between you know that rivalry and what we're seeing today between the Golden State Warriors and the Cleveland Cavaliers 
Well, the big difference is is that this this sort of situation is Julia serving. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Dick. That's good engineering work right there. Good producer work. Enjoy it. <laughs> so, um, what was I saying? You threw me off now. Um, how this is this different from today? Oh, rivalry. how this was different. There we go. How this was different from you know what we're seeing today. Well, so the problem is is that you had two dominant teams back then, but there was a true a true rivalry between these two teams and a true hatred between these two these two teams. But between the Golden State Warriors and the Cleveland Cavaliers, there's no hatred. These guys don't hate one another. You heard at the end of that clip, uh, Magic literally said, "There's there's one thing I hate in this world, and and that's the Celtics, the Boston Celtics. I can't, you know, that doesn't exist." LeBron James, after watching Golden State Warriors win this championship, you know, went over and hugged Curry and hugged those guys and and said congratulations. You think Larry Bird would have went over and hugged? You know, um, uh, Magic? No, Magic would have. No, Magic would have slapped him away. Same thing if it was the other way around. There's no way these guys would have have gone and 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 done this. And so it was a true legitimate rivalry. So from a fan's perspective, you saw the you had the entertainment of this series, of that series. But with this series that we're currently seeing right now, you're not you're not seeing the entertainment there as well. You didn't see you know the the Lakers sweep through the Western Conference, and you didn't see the Celtics sweep through the Eastern Conference. No, you you saw them pushed. You saw them, you know, have to struggle, have to go six and seven games against, you know, teams in the second and third round and even in the first round, you know. But when and then when they got there, it was six, seven game series every year and they were they were just to the tooth and nail hard fought. Some of the best basketball that you'll ever see. Elbows to the face, literally throwing guys down and choking them. You saw that. Now, what we're seeing now, Golden State nearly swept through the entire, including the finals. They lost one game this entire playoffs. Um, up to the NBA finals, the Cleveland Cavaliers lost just one game. So I, you're just not seeing the competitiveness for the rest of the league. The, the gap between Cleveland Cavaliers and the rest of the league is much greater than what you saw from either Celtics or Lakers back in the day. And if it's that big of a gap between Cleveland and the rest of the league now, and we saw how big of a gap it was between Golden State and Cleveland, that means the gap between Golden State and the rest of the league is is bar none. I mean, you're talking about if you took the NBA West All-Stars and put them on a normal team, that's what you would be seeing essentially playing against every every other every other team in the league. And so it's just it's not compelling. It's terrible basketball. And with the transition of where all the mo- all the TV rights are going and everything, I think you're going to see a serious drop off from NBA popularity over the next three to four and even five years if they don't find a way, or if they can't if they can't finagle away like they did with the Pelicans to create something interesting for the casual NBA consumer because the, the NBA super fan is going to watch no matter what, but for the casual NBA fan. You have to find a way. You've got to try to get them to come in. So, hey, speaking of casual fans and dying sports and things that, you know, bore people, we're going to talk baseball next. So 
Stay tuned. Keep listening to Jake from Sports Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Don't miss Lone Star Community Radio on TV and YouTube. Our talk show and music shows are featured on Our City TV, Suddenlink Channel 12, and have their own YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to keep up with posted shows and comment on them below the video. Hey guys, if you, you're listening to Jake from Sports Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. If you like this song and you want to prove my engineer dick wrong then contact me you go to either the ir lone star webpage and you can get all my contact info from there and uh, or you can send me an email at j l a f l e u r 99 at yahoo.com and let me know that that my my engineer is wrong about this song because i really like this song and and if if he thinks he's technically my boss so if he thinks it's bad i might have to change it which would be really sad so Send in pour in your love and let me know that, you know, it's a good song and I can keep it. I really like that song. So I'm, uh, my family texting me was, dude, that's not going to help. So, you know, thanks, but no thanks. All right, guys, like I said, before the break, we were going to, um, we're going to touch in and we're going to talk about uh, a little bit of baseball talk here. Ah, we've got the all-star break coming up in a couple of months and Outside of that, there's not a whole lot of interesting topics really going on with the baseball world right now. Um, your Strohs, your Astros here in the, the close to the Montgomery County down in the Houston area are on fire. They've got the best record in, in the major leagues all together. Um, you've got the Yankees throwing up surprise, uh, a good surprise, and, and leading the AL East by three games. Nobody thought they were going to be this good at this point in the season. Uh, I, I've heard multiple, multiple um, analysts say that, you know, oh, you know, yeah, they've got a hot, hot start or whatever, but, you know, the, it'll taper off. It'll it'll stop, you know, come middle of the season. But we're at the middle of the season now, and it's still there. Um, the other team would be the Red Sox. Red Sox are underperforming this year. Um, their bats have not been as good and as as predicted, they've had a few. They've had better pitching performances than I think most people would have expected with the injury to Price and everything like that. But then the bigger surprise. I mean, they're still only three games back from the Yankees, so it's not like doom and gloom sort of situation right now. But I think I think a lot of people expected them to be better than where they're at right now. But the big surprise, if the playoffs started tomorrow, if if the season ended tonight, tonight was the last game. The Chicago Cubs would not make the playoffs. The Chicago Cubs at 500 right now, sitting at 32 and 32, would not make the playoffs. They're seven games back out of the wild card. Isn't that unbelievable? Coming off of, of this historic curse breaking, although I never thought they were actually cursed because, you know, that's nonsense and a half, but that's here nor there. It's another story for a different day, but... To come off of this sort of season and winning the championships and, and and making so many fans 
95, 96 years old cry and, and they can finally die happy and new babies are born and, and they're named all these different Cubs players. Araldus Chapman. That would be a terrible name for a baby. I'd be so sad for that kid. But, but no, yeah, you, to turn around and to say, okay, we're expecting this sort of new uh, dynasty to form from this with with Theo and and um, and all these all these young players and to be seven games back out of a wild card position not not just in division but out of a wild card position and to be only at 500 up to this point it's it's alarming I mean it really is and and like I said the Astros I mean with a six uh, 667 average right now 44 and 22 uh, they uh, they're on a three game losing streak as I say this too, but they have a, they have a legitimate chance to get close to uh, the most wins in a regular season by a MLB franchise. And to say that the Astros are your biggest talking point for the MLB season, for, for being from Houston, I mean that's that's awesome for us, right? And that's great for the city of Houston. That's bringing I'm sure some revenue boosts. For the for the stadium and for the the restaurants and businesses around that area, but but man, from a baseball standpoint, for the Houston Astros to be your your well, and the Yankees, I guess, but, but for the Houston Astros to be your main talking point, it's 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 sad, and it shows how slow baseball is going right now, and um, and the Yankees, I mean, the Yankees, this is probably the least hateable Yankees ever, with you know no A Rod, no Jeter, uh, no. Um, Steinbrenner, I mean, people people legitimately like this Aaron Judge, uh, this young kid that they have playing for him. He's an outfielder. This, he's practically the Empire State Building playing right field for him. This guy's huge. Uh, and he has, he has not, he didn't introduce it, but he has made this, this uh, exit velocity stat for baseball more popular than ever because this guy is, you know, the exit velocity is, how fast the ball is traveling from the the point of contact when it leaves the bat. It's the dumbest stat in the history of baseball, and it just shows how desperate baseball fans are right now, clinging on to this this ridiculous stat. Yes, it's it's awesome. It's cool to see that you know when he hits the when he hits a ball, it travels at 124.9 miles per hour off of the bat. Like that's really cool to hear and see, but it means nothing for me as a baseball fan. It it it's literally a useless stat, um, <laughs> but yes, he crushed a home run. He broke the record, or you know, whatever the record. They they've only been tracking this for like four or five years now, but he broke the record. 120. It was 129 miles or 124.9 miles per hour off of the bat uh, the other night, and and a um, and a big win actually for the Yankees too. But he he's leading this this excitement, and and people love him not just in new york i mean commentators fans from other you know just casual mlb fans they love this aaron judge guy and he's the next Derek jeter he's the next face of the franchise for the yankees and he's going to be the one that in 15 to 20 years you know people idolize him he's going to have a statue because he's that good of he, he, he's a five tool player he's got the arm he's got the fielding ability and he's got the bat and that's the biggest thing that that bat is going to make him more popular i think than what Derek jeter was ever in new york because he's going to hit more home runs and he's going to hit for the power and he's his slugging 
is going to be that much better than what Jeter's was. Jeter was your hustle infielder, little man sort of syndrome, trying his hardest all the time. But he never was able to hit for the power in which in which Aaron Judge can, and I think that's going to make him even, it's going to make Judge even more popular. But that's it. That's it. The popularity of the MLB is 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 gone. It's it's nothing what it what it used to be, and and you're seeing, you know, more and more people, and in, in in the sports talk world, dread how much they have to talk about baseball because it's it's that hard to make it compelling to make it interesting radio, and you know there's. I didn't. There's no even. I'm not even going to go into a, a way to try to solve this problem for the MLB because there's no real way to do it. It's not. It's not a tangible solution that's easily, you know, easily achieved. Right? It's an expensive. It's it's an expensive sport to play, if you're going to be good, if you're going to play, uh, at at a competitive level. Then you've got to do travel ball, and therefore it, it it eliminates, you know, it eliminates a portion of the youth from playing it. And then if you, you know, you've got to have a field of some sort and, and a lot of the inner city kids don't have those fields in those situations. And so it's a real, it's a real challenge. It makes it hard. And the MLB is trying to do a lot to make it more fun and to make the games move at a faster pace. But man, they're, they're a ways away from making it. I, it, I heard an idea the other day that they should put ball pits on the other side of the, they should lower the outfield fence put ball pits on the backside of the fence. And so that way players had to jump over into the ball pits to catch, you know, stop, you know, stop from a home run going over the wall. They were, you know, coming up with just all these ridiculous ideas that I was like, you know, I would actually probably pay to watch that compared to what I'm you know, paying to watch now. And it's so expensive to go to a game. If you've got three kids like my brother and sister-in-law do, that's $150, uh, you know, on tickets alone, if not more. And then you're going to spend, Two hundred dollars on food and beverage, and then you got to do parking. You got to pay gas to drive down. It's not practical to go to a game anymore, and I think that 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 hurts that hurts them the MLB even more so than you know the the pace of play or or anything like that. So, but when we come back, we got a funny story about an MLB situation, and I want to get my my manager Dick's opinion and on this too. Because I think he he's, he might have a little different uh, opinion about what Mr. Met, the Mets mascot, did about a week ago. So stay tuned. You're listening to Jake from Sports Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for summer internships, Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to learn the radio and TV business. Contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776. Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Jake from Sports Talks. I do have my khakis on. My dad says he doesn't like the song, and I'm really sad about that. 
but and he he believes that uh, Aaron Judge is a one year wonder and that pitchers will learn how to pitch to him. I, I can guarantee you he's wrong right there. But uh, you are listening to Jake from Sports Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IR, IRLoneStar.com. Wow, I just forgot the website of the, of, of the station. I'm, I'm sorry, Dick. I apologize. Don't fire me, please. Um, if you do miss this show, or if you ever want to listen to it again, or if you want to tell your friends about how awesome this show was and how they need to listen to it every week, you can tell them to listen to it live on um on IRLoneStar.com or one of the radio stations from tw- uh, 1 to 2 every Wednesday. If not, they can go on to SoundCloud, Google Play, YouTube, my Facebook, or IRLoneStar.com to get all that, all those links, and they can go back and listen to the um, the replay of it. And uh, we can, uh, yeah, and they can they can listen to it and enjoy it that way. So, But before we went to break, uh, I was teasing a little bit about Mr. Met and what Mr. Met did about a week and a half ago now at uh, at a Mr. Met's game, or at a, at a Yankee, or a, sorry, New York Mets game, and uh, <laughs> it was really comical, and I, I found it funny more so. And uh, I, I want to know what what my uh, engineer Dick believes, you know, what he thinks about the situation. But Mr. Met was going through and. Um, he got irritated with one of the fans, and he made an initial gesture to a you know group of fans that were uh, sitting there, and and they were you know trash talking back and forth with Mr. Matt, and Mr. Matt got it fed up with it, and so he made a gesture towards him, and security saw Mr. Matt do this, and security started to escort Mr. Matt out of the stadium, and these same set of fans walked over and got a video of them finishing up their heckling of Mr. Matt, and. Mr. Met uh, turns around, and it, it depends on how you interpret it. Uh, I was showing Dick the uh, the video earlier, and and he said, "No, no, that that's you know a full on gesture of uh, of inappropriate nature." And I said, "No, I think he was just trying to hold down." Anyways, he flips off the fans in either one or two fashions, depending on how you how you see it, and uh, they get it on video and everything, and and. Mr. Matt gets fired and all this stuff plays out. I thought the situation was comical and I think it's set up perfectly for what I would like to have, you know, become a staple, a part of this show, which the staple is the Chaclet Bleu sort of situation. It's the comical moment. What was funny from, you know, the sports world this past week. And uh, if you don't know the Chaclet Bleu situation, 1999 British Open, um, uh, what's his name? Oh, it was uh, Jean Van der Velde, however you pronounce his name, at Cornusti, um blew it. He had a three-stroke lead going into 18, uh, puts it in the water, takes off his shoes to go hit the ball, decides not to hit it, takes a drop. He ends up blowing it and blowing a three-shot three shot lead and losing the British Open in a playoff. And... Uh, and so when, when you hear this music played, this will be the sound of the Chaclet Bleu sort of segment. You know, you have to remember, putting in perspective, you know, it's a game. It's a game, all right? It's not, you know, it's not like uh, life and death or, or whatever, you know. It's, it's your name down on the trophy. You know, we, we're all going for that, and we all want, want it very, very hard. But, uh, but at the end of the day, you know, who will remember in 200 years? 
I have nothing to be to be sad about. Okay, the, the ending fine. You know, who would want an ending like this? But at, at the end of the day, what has Carnusti brought me? And and that's really, you know, in life you, you have a, a glass in front of you. Hopefully, it's a glass of red wine for me. And is it half empty or is it half full? You know, especially if you drank the first half. What have you got to be sad about? <laughs> That's a, that's a man losing the British Open, trying to make the best of, uh, of, of the situation. But, man, I can't even imagine what he was going through. So that's the Chocolate Blue sort of situation that, uh, that I want to bring the comical errors of, of the sports world, of going in, <laughs> taking off your shoes, going into the water, preparing to hit a ball out of the water, getting out, taking a drop, bouncing it into the trap, and losing a three-stroke lead on 18 one of the worst, worst meltdowns in you know PGA history. But the reason, or the ca- the candidate that won the Shockley Blue moment uh, from you know this past week, week and a half or so, was Mr. Matt and, and flicking off the situation. And I think uh, we've got the John Stewart uh, TMZ Sports video ready to go. Yeah, so John Stewart was stopped by TMZ Sports and asked about this, and I think he has the perfect perfect mindset when it comes to this situation. You're a big Met fan, right? I am a big Met fan. How do you feel about Mr. Met giving the middle finger yesterday? Let me tell you something. Yeah. Mr. Met is maligned. Here's a guy, he has a baseball for a head. Yeah. And yet he chooses to go to work in a place that is filled with baseball bats, his natural enemy. Yes. So you gotta figure this is a guy that's very anxious and I'm not surprised. Uh, it's, it's been a long time coming. Do, do you think it's a Mets play of recent as of any of the reasons? Besides the past few games. It's certainly why I've been giving people the middle finger, but I don't know about Mr. Met. But he's a good man. Fair enough. Great team, Mr. Stewart. The, the, the Mets play probably had a lot to do with that situation. But, uh, no, I, I think that's the perfect way to go about and handle this. I, I understand why the Mets had to fire him, but the comical factor of it, the comical nature of why he got fired is is hilarious and uh i think john stewart has the right mindset you you can't go into it and be sports fan i'm interested in that one baseball player who did flick off fans was he escorted out no he wasn't he wasn't escorted out it uh dick is talking about yasiel puig who is the outfielder for the dodgers he took a double middle finger to a series of fans who were heckling him in behind the batting circle, and he hits a home run. And as he's you know rounding third base, Puig with two hands flicks him off, and no consequences, no nothing for for Puig. And yet, Mr. Met gets ejected. And I just don't think that's fair. I think yeah. that's mascot discrimination. Exactly. I don't like it. I think it's because he's got a big head for a baseball. What would be great is the next thing we see with Mr. Met. He doesn't have hands. Oh, like he can, like, <laughs> next thing you see, like the, char- the character is gonna have mittens <laughs> or something like that. So he can't, just like a song. It can he, never happen again. You know what I want to see is I want to see just like Mr. Met, not the guy who you know got fired, but I want to see actual Mr. Met walking through unemployment with his big head and just looking for a job as as a mascot. Just like what happened? Well, he's a baseball, so he can probably find other teams. Well, I don't know, but the Mrs. Met came out, and after this all happened, and apparently the lady was, uh, you know, joking or not, uh, not uh, happy about it, and she was making light of the situation. Um, I don't know if she painted on, if she sewed on, or what happened, but she sewed on a, um, a giant blue tear below her eyes, and she, she sent it out and said, you know, R.I.P. or you know, farewell, sort of Mr. Met situation. But, all right, guys, man, we just got a giant downpour starting here at the uh, Conroe Station. 
I didn't think that was going to happen. But you are listening to Jake from Sports Talk. I want to thank you so much for listening to the first edition ever of Jake from Sports Talk. I got my khakis on. I'll have my red shirt next week. We'll have the video version going next week as well. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Get the replays, YouTube, IRLoneStar.com, podcasts, versions on Google Play, iTunes. Thanks for listening, guys. I hope to have uh, I hope you have your khakis on and ready to go next Wednesday from 1 to 2 p.m. You have a good day, guys. Bye. All right, you're listening to Lone Star Community Radio here on IRLoneStar.com. That concludes our talk block for the rest of the day at 3 o'clock, or actually at 4 o'clock today, special time. Afternoons of Lone Star will be starting with Rick the Reluctant Cowboy. He's going to be in at 4 o'clock this week, every weekday. Uh, so more music's coming your way right now. If you have a song request or if you have questions for Jake, call in, leave a message, 936-647-3776. Again, that was Jake from Sports Talk. Uh, Jake with Sports Talk, he's going to be here live in the studio every Wednesday from 1 to 2 p.m. Check him out on Facebook, online at IRLoneStar.com. Also, you can subscribe to him on iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube following today. So if you enjoy that show, make sure to do that. It is 1.55 here on Lone Star Community Radio, and as Jake said, it is raining. That's right. A little downpour just happened. It's 91 degrees outside. Humidity's at 54%. This afternoon, we got continuous rain till around 4 p.m., and then it's going to clear up later tonight. The high today is going to be 95, low 75. Going on to traffic for Montgomery County here at, uh, in the Montgomery, yeah, Montgomery County area. Uh, everything's looking okay. Actually, it has not shifted at all uh, due to the rain coming. I imagine people are going to start to get out of work a little early today because it is going to come today. So uh, be careful on the road as it rains. But right now, I'm not seeing any accidents or instances being reported. It is 156 here on Lone Star Community Radio. Let's get some Alan Jackson in our ears right now. Who's cheating who? We got great music coming up. We got Sleep at the Wheel. We got Garth Brooks, all that stuff coming up. So stick around here on Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station worldwide at IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respective video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936-647-3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio. And Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images.